I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And it doesn't matter if the time travel doesn't make sense. We'll It doesn't still matter if it's based it. on an X-Men comic or not. <laughs> yep, we'll still watch it. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. And all of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the animated stages. still watching x-men the animated series and yeah trudging along couple of thoughts here one season four definitely is where this series kind of starts to drop off because there have not been a lot of like good apps. sensical episodes yeah yet, and we're halfway through the season so i don't think it's gonna happen also this episode uh for anyone that is needs to smoke or needs to be a stoner this is one of those episodes for you <laughs> needs to be anyone it needs who to be needs a stoner to smoke <laughs> i need to smoke. i actually watched this sober and i wish i hadn't Honestly, but i mean okay the episode <laughs> is pretty funny i'll give it that much it is not intentionally funny it's one of those i enjoyed watching it this is this is However, i have a feeling we're about good. to go into yeah yeah okay so I guess we could preface it by saying that the episode's not good, but it's a lot of fun and we enjoyed it. And it's probably going to be kind of on level with uh, Gambit's origin story, Betty's Spaghetti. Because oh, it just makes. Not, let's not put the no. horse out of the cart here. We'll <laughs> see how we do there. But, you know, I was kind of surprised because I was trying to look up information about this episode and I found some examples of people online writing about how much they liked it. So maybe we're just crazy. That's first of all. Second of all, I was trying I to mean, figure out. I mean, we did out, like it, though. Well, we I mean, did we, like it. But I mean, I found people being like, this is a great episode. And I was like, what? Am I crazy? Like, what is No, happening? I mean, it makes it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it but makes no logical sense. You know sense. what is? OK, people like this episode because Wolverine and Storm are so fucking good in it. They and are. honestly, like Wolverine and Storm is what has continuously and Rogue has the three of them have continuously held up this show absolutely but Uh, also I think this is this well it's the first half of a two-parter and this two-parter is uh, about like the alternate timeline where Logan and Storm are dating and as far as I know the show doesn't show that at any other point right so mm, not well it's kind of like for the Logan and Storm shippers out there is what I'm getting at here like this is the episodes that are for them and it and it's definitely like very romantic like a very sexy pairing so like if you like that this is this is definitely definitely a good app for you but it doesn't make any sense so the reason i kept thinking before we were recording this about how the time travel in this episode like doesn't have any internal logic like at all and i was like yeah was that a problem in the original comics like was this based on anything and then i was thinking about it i was like what is this based on and i looked it up it's not based on anything this cartoon actually came out before the age of apocalypse comics came out like those comics oh, were inspired wow. by this 
and made oh, more really? sense. Yeah. That's crazy. I did not know that. So this episode, this two-parter is kind of based on like Days of Future Past, which has already been adapted by this show. So like, Because there's been what? other time travel episodes. With Bishop. Right, because which I guess, guess what, guys? that's kind of what Bishop I mean. Bishop is here, so you can kind of guess how that's going to go. Actually, meanwhile, Bishop is like a totally different character in this episode than he's like ever I mean, been. he's less of an idiot, but don't worry, he still has his thing with Wolverine in this. Well, that's still, still happening. He's still an idiot, but he's like a different kind of idiot. Like, it's like they forgot what kind of character they were writing before because it's like been too long and also it's i think by this point it was a completely different writer's room because i am reading yeah. that x-men book about the making of the show and there was a lot of changeover between seasons of the writers and, and the creative team so like i really think it is different people writing bishop At and this wolverine point, yes. and storm and no all you're the totally right by this point from the last time we saw bishop so that makes some kind of sense but what's weird is just the fact that this episode is totally original, which kind of justifies why it doesn't really make any goddamn sense. Like, I guess. Yeah, but it's okay though. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of you know? like this. You know, it's it's very similar to a lot of those like mid '80s to early '90s cartoons that were just nonsensical but a lot of fun. Just like crazy shit would happen in them. Mm-hmm. I thought about Transformers a little bit right, during this, yeah. but I definitely I was thinking more of like Mask and just how Mask was just a crazy show and like I loved that show. Yeah, uh, but, but like, with all the like the vehicles and people changing and kind of like the yes. cyberpunk element happening because that's what we're walking into. It's kind of sort of like the Matrix of the X Men universe right now. Yeah, and also um, <laughs> it's... I want to point out that this is. Storm's new voice actress, the third one, and you can tell. Yeah. Like, you can absolutely tell that her voice is different. Yeah. Which is too bad because I really love the previous voice actress, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's still Storm. Yeah. Um, it's still another black woman having the chance to do a Storm voice. Yeah. So that's great. It so. is great. I mean, it's honestly, Storm's writing has probably been some of the most consistent character writing across seasons for better or worse. She doesn't get a ton to do on the show, but she usually has like the same personality more or less. So I think this is more of the Storm that we know from the comic yeah. books because she's very badass in this and she kind of says but she's she also says the like, shit that nobody else will say you know and she's also like eminently reasonable all the time like she's right. reasonable because she has to be like she knows how people treat her or at least that's how i've always interpreted her character is like yeah she's a black woman who's incredibly powerful so she knows people are going to undermine her constantly and so she sort of had to become eminently reasonable i mean that's literally a plot point in yeah, this there's a lot uh, yeah we're gonna get into it but there's like The politics are not hidden in this. Yeah, which I like. I mean, there's things about the episode that I like. The stuff I... I mean, I don't mind because it's funny, but it's like I, you know, silly. I don't think it's there's anything I disliked in this. I mean, it, exactly. Uh, you know what? Okay, I don't so know. Like, okay, we, so first we of all, just get into it. Well, so I guess, first of all, I'll, I, I'll do it previously on the X Men because it, all right. So previously on the X Men, go for so it. So <laughs> just ignore everything from season four. Yeah, it's not it relevant. Doesn't matter. Uh, so we're just gonna hop around to other seasons to when to we like first met Bishop. Two, I think I don't even. Yeah. maybe one actually. Yeah, I think it was season one where Bishop came back from the future to the present to meet the x-men he was trying to assassinate the person who was gonna I, he thought it was gambit i forget who he was trying yeah, to he was trying to like stop the person who was gonna kill senator kelly who he thought was gambit and it was like actually just mystique right as gambit and you know he kept on coming back to the present and he didn't understand what was happening and him wolverine like had a whole like gay <laughs> oh, i don't <laughs> know how to thing. describe yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and then he wasn't there for the other time travel stuff with Cable because there was like a whole other instance with Cable coming back. Right. But I think we've had a couple other flashbacks to the oh, future. Oh, wait. And then Bishop, didn't Bishop come in in season two with the whole uh, apocalypse legacy virus, whatever, and then he threw the virus at Wolverine? Or was that Cable? I can't remember. Um, I think that was Cable, but I do think that we've had some other episodes where Bishop's appeared just in the background of times when they've gone to the future. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. So that's the best I can give you all. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the most important thing. As long as you know who Bishop is and that he time travels. and uh, I mean, you don't really need to know much. The guy's got a tattoo of an M on his face because he's like from a future right. where mutants okay. are also, oppressed. Also, we're just going to say this, but his sister is in this and her name is Shard. Not that it's ever said that no, what her name is, also nor is she introduced, introduced <laughs> but she's just like a main character in this episode and you just have to go with it. Yeah, so except... They don't even give the backstory of, like, her dating the antagonist, Fitzroy, which, like, she did for a time. Like, I looked all this up because I was like, what's going on in this episode? And, like, and I was d- like, I don't none know. of this is in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's just go. So we're going to open up to May 11th, 1959, which already, like... I was we so just, confused. I had to, like, watch back multiple times because... I thought, I was like, wait, I, 1959? Did I read the date I, right? Because also Wolverine and Storm are there fighting, like, okay, robots. Which and I think very is, confused. I think you're supposed to be confused during this part. Which, thank right. God, because I was, like, extremely confused for this entire first scene. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking I think at. They're, they're fighting what looks like a gummy bear robot. But, but I think it's, it's supposed to be... It's Nimrod. Yeah. Which took me way too long to remember his name. I wrote in my notes... The robot is named Moron or something like that. And then I, <laughs> I mean, was you're like, right. oh, it's Nimrod. I could only That'd remember that the robot, the this is kind, I thought it was a flashback at first because I didn't fully remember the Nimrod episode, which I now remembering Bishop was also in, where Nimrod like comes to the future or whatever the fuck Yeah, happens. that was his introductory episode. He's an yeah. advanced sentinel, essentially, who's like sent by Master Mold to kill the X-Men or Xavier or and who, he's whoever the pink, fuck. And he's bright so pink you know. and his name is Nimrod. And we made fun of it tons and tons on the episodes where we talked about Nimrod. Okay, so, so well, he's like scooting around fighting Wolverine Storm, but they're but cyberpunk they're not, Wolverine Storm. Yeah, yeah, they're not the Wolverine and Storm that we know, and we right. can kind and Storm's of tell got a mohawk. because Storm's got a mohawk, and Logan is wearing this like Back I to mean, the Future, like future storyline version of Wolverine's outfit. This is one of those situations that you look at their outfits and you're like, they definitely made this episode and these characters look like this to make toys. Yes. Or, like, That's, to appeal to a specific 90s cyberpunk aesthetic of the time. Like, it's very yeah. that. Like, it's so yeah, yeah, of yeah. that time. So that was part of why, as I was watching this, I was like, "Is it? did it say 1989 and I misread it? And then I, like, went scrubbed uh, back and no, I was like, I no, know. I was like, no, it did. I did the same thing. I went back and I was like, wait. <laughs> what After I watched on? half the, yeah. like, I watched half the scene and I was like, hold on. And I went back. I was like, wait, I don't understand what's happening. And then and then we cut to Xavier, who's walking. And he's young. To shocker. Yeah. He's young. I, I guess we're supposed to assume he's young because his voice is a little bit more well, nasally. he also has fewer wrinkles on his face. I felt like they did okay at animating him in a way. I agree. Where he looks I agree. A it looked kind of weird, but I agree. Yeah. So. so he looks younger. And he's looking out the window at the fight that's happening. 
And he's just like, what the fuck is yeah, happening? And he's like, I'm not capable of mastering anything like that. I can't. And he's like having a little panic attack. And then he walks yeah. over to the door. He's like in a bedroom or something in this building. And we don't know why the fuck he's there. And we're not going to find out for like 22 more minutes. I don't know if we really do. I, but I mean, whatever. Arguably, so, well, we at least find out like what the building is, but it doesn't yeah. really matter. So he walks over to the door and he opens it. And then we see like a weird connective wire that's being connected like in the wall as he opens the door that's like triggering some sort of fuse but we don't know what it means and then outside wolverine somehow hears that that's happening which i don't know how the I mean, fuck he could. he's got super hearing right like, he's kind of like a dog maybe he's smelling it like i was genuinely no. trying to justify it in my head i thought I wolverine has why. like super hearing am i wrong about that i mean i guess he does i know he has like other senses but it was a very like spidey sense kind of a moment where he was like xavier's in danger <laughs> and i was like no it's more like my bomb senses are t- are tingling <laughs> yeah because then Xavier just is like, what? And then and the then house explodes the and house Xavier explodes. dies. Yes. And I'm like, wow, this is a great opening to this show. <laughs> I like, we killed Xavier right off the bat. Thank God he's out of the way. Yep. But then it just cuts to the future where Bishop and Shard are just like well, Forge standing there. there watching, like looking, they're in the future with doing some other crazy shit and Shard's just like looking at a hologram and I don't really even ex- know how to explain well, this but Forge is there oh yeah and- Forge is there I forgot Forge was even in this episode he's only there for like two seconds so Forge is there for two seconds just to be like oh no there's a time travel rift and, and then he says, I watched this multiple times as well. I watched a lot of this episode multiple times because I was so fucking confused. He says, they've gone back before you. You must go back and stop them before they change time forever. And he's talking to Bishop and Shard and they're like, okay. And then they jump into the time machine and leave. <laughs> and then we go to the present day that we're familiar with. Like, right. The okay. Now we're back timeline. to the normal X-Men and storms flying around. There's like, butterflies and, like, and shit flying, flying around so her fast, and it's like what is happening and then she lands <laughs> and a butterfly lands on her finger like she's a disney princess it's adorable it, honestly i kind of love I it did, i would I love storm as a disney princess and, and so then storm talking to the butterflies like beautiful and then wolverine just goes who me watch your language and it's revealed wolverine is sitting in a tree wearing like a skin tight tiny tank top i know skin tight tiny shorts lounging <laughs> on a tree branch eating an apple sex like storm <laughs> it's like the craziest shot and then this was the 90s this I is know, how it was back then i know and so storm laughs and she's like i meant the butterfly i suppose you two are beautiful in your own unusual way and logan's like less picnic i let you talk me into apple and then she's like thank you and then like kind of casually mocks Beast by being like, I won't make a Garden of Eden reference like Beast would. And it's like, I don't know. I laughed at that because I was like, okay, okay, at least we're like acknowledging that Beast is like that guy. And like even the other X-Men are like, okay, like this is something we constantly put up with. Oh man. This episode is honestly very funny. The lines are good. It has great moments. I wish it made a little more sense. So then Xavier Also Storm and Logan are also finally flirting. So that's happening. I know, which is kind of surprising. And also, like, obviously a theme in this episode. So Xavier rolls up and crashes, like, what kind of looks like a date between them and is like, Eve's apple was said to contain knowledge and just, like, keeps talking for some fucking reason. And then suddenly there's, like, a bunch of... But don't of- worry, because, like, this is crazy <laughs> shit. I can't even... Okay, I don't even know what this is. Okay, we're gonna do our best time now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, everything in the screen just turns red. It, red. like, basically... 
it's like it's seizure like inducing lights. flashing yeah and, and storm's like what is that and xavier's like i have no idea and then xavier <laughs> just starts screaming and then it looks off in the distance we see like a bubble of light explode within the bubble of light yeah and then it sweeps over and then like everything gets all scrambled and shit it's and everyone's crazy. like what's happening oh i don't even okay my no all it says is i wish i was high i don't know why it stopped to smoke you should have paused it and smoked i I don't know smoke. what. <laughs> so Logan, in the midst of this absurd like hurricane, like time apocalypse hurricane, just goes. You'd think we could just attract ants like normal people. <laughs> like, oh my god, Logan! Like, you have time to make a joke. Apparently, like, what Xavier's dressed in the background, being like, ah! Like, Xavier's like spinning into the universe's essence. <laughs> oh yeah, he is because he's like disappearing. Yeah, this is like some fucking like eternal sunshine on the. It is. it is and so then lo- there's sort of a shot of logan and storm like embracing each other like clinging on for your dear life almost and then that is kind of a cool shot where it like reverberates into the other timeline and then it's- okay wait this okay i didn't understand what's happening because they turned into like storm wolverine like, like from the cyberpunk universe the cyberpunk 80s wolverine and, 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 I, and, and they seem to be like what's happening to us and i was like oh wow are they just like merging to this but then they immediately lose all memory and just become those characters I, know, I was like, wait. So like the meanwhile the t- the card on the screen says alternate presence and same day and I was like I don't know what the fuck that means so like I have a lot of questions about the time travel okay this okay 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 hold on <laughs> the next ten minutes are crazy I, know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't my notes don't even I did not write no, write down what was even happening in this fight scene because there's so much happening I tried that I to I tried I started, to but it's like no, absurd Maddie, my notes are just like I literally have no idea what is going on in this episode there are fucking robots that everywhere come on my notes is maddie is probably loving this uh <laughs> what the fuck it. is happening like you okay, know there's like okay there's sentinels <laughs> i guess but but storm and logan keep referring to the humans the human army attacking them so i guess it's like okay mutants just as a class are like under siege apparently in this timeline i, I mean i don't even know Which, like, it's just sure, there's fine. robots they're not even really sentinels no, they're just there's also these like crab shaped robots and like a huge it's more like if the robot. sentinels were actually transformed Transformers of some kind. Yes. That's that's what we're looking at. And, and it's so like so many different kinds of robots. And there's so many like long animated sequences, like cool looking animations of robots like attacking shit and like shooting a billion lasers. And it's like I mean, it's I, it, it looks really great. So I love money it. On like lengthy robot fight scenes here that look great, but it's also like. 10 minutes worth of time in the episode it's like what is oh it really on? is and there's and we're just introduced to like straight up 30 characters here yes. and it's like i, I don't know up, who half the mark so there's like a marvel comic or marvel animated wiki that like lists every character per episode and half the time it's wrong so i don't even know why i check it i just check it like against my own memory and like half the time i'm like this is incorrect but i know that like, wild child like, is there that's that's the only one i this recognized this episode's description is hilarious because it has like literally 80 characters listed like as the cameos and I was clicking on them and I was like this isn't even all of them like I was like trying to figure out what some of them were and some of them just weren't yeah, like, on there who was like there was a dude that was like 
Cyclops yes, with wings, but Cyclops? also Beast? That's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, is that guy Cyclops? We never know. We never also, fucking like, know. Also, like, Beast, like, jumps in and pops his Wolverine claws, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah, okay, so Beast just suddenly shows up. I wrote down everyone is wearing He-Man outfits, which I think is a good way to describe I mean, a honestly, yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Everybody looks radically different, except that Gambit runs and he looks exactly <laughs> the same. It's hilarious. Okay, he's the only one. So, he's the only one. Yeah, he's wearing an identical outfit because Gambit doesn't ever change in any timeline. I mean, I guess he just kind of fits the cyberpunk feel already so they just like yeah we don't have to change anything for him he's funny fine because literally every other character has a massive like original redesign just for this episode but anyway <laughs> and then game it runs by beast i don't know shows up and logan like hates beast for some reason and is like what are you doing here mccoy milk and cookies run out of the officer's tent which i wrote down because i was expecting that line to pay off it doesn't i have no idea what the fuck that means i don't know either it's some like weird sexual innuendo and and so then the character who I think may or may not be Cyclops, but I actually don't think it is. I think it's probably just some other character we don't recognize, but he is wearing some kind of mask. He gets like grabbed by a robot crab. And then there's the reveal that Magneto is there and that Magneto is actually the leader of this sort of mutant rebellion. Magneto looks like Gandalf here, by the he way. He does. He has a really long beard. He's like super scraggly, but he looks pretty cool, actually. Like I didn't hate the Magneto cyberpunk redesign. I was no, like, neither right, did cool. I. He didn't have any lines, though. He and he was like fucking massive, too. Like yeah, he's fucking. He's so out over there. He's like a jacked Gandalf. <laughs> you know what makes no sense though? He's still wearing his helmet even though Xavier doesn't exist in this timeline. But it's fine. Oh, Whatever. you're right. I didn't even think about that. All <laughs> I right. did, but it doesn't matter. I'm just being a petty asshole. So Magneto is using his powers against the robots and like he can barely do it. And Oh wait, it's hold on. is it during this this whole fight scene while Magneto's doing that? Doesn't like Wolverine and Storm just like hardcore make out in front of everybody? And I was like, what's happening? Like yeah. there's like people dying they're just like fucking making out There's right now. I don't know. There's a lot of moments where they're making out at various points. That happens. And then for no reason that I could understand, both Logan and Storm get knocked out and are like collapsed on the ground, but like separated from each other for like multiple minutes of this fight scene. Yeah, so like yeah. Magneto's on a flying car suddenly. A robot shoots a ton <laughs> of lasers at them. Nightcrawler is there and he like bamps oh, right. into And he has like room. that fucking like punk ass haircut yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he looks cool. And then he like removes a bunch of wires and then that makes one of the robots break which is cool I guess. It is really cool and so Logan screams something like if we lose Magneto we will lose the war yeah. and I'm like what war? What's happening? You know, they're not going to tell us and then eventually no. like Logan manages to get up but Storm is like still lying on the ground. I don't, I don't understand what happened to them in the first place. Storm's just like on they the both ground. They got knocked out and I don't know how and that kind of annoyed me because I was like Storm is too powerful for this but whatever it's one of my few uh, But doesn't like episode. Magneto like somehow get away and he yeah, just he jumps into some does. dude's oh, ship also randomly mr sinister is there for like one second i didn't even see oh that oh my god dude uh, he's just randomly there helping and i was like no <laughs> no he would not be on the mute don't you think side. mr sinister would like have he defeated the like, centrals at that point well, he would he would probably be manipulating the situation to his own ends in some way like yeah. I didn't buy it, but he's just in the crowd of mutants helping, which is fucking hilarious, but whatever. It's like he's, he's there, there, everyone's there. I, I don't know who's driving the ship. Logan and Storm are collapsed on the ground, making out together. That happens. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, fucking on the ground. They're fucking even though they both almost died. Dude, no, Magneto's getting away in, like, the fucking, like, pod racer from Star Wars yes. Episode 1. Okay, it's, like, but crazy. the fucking Avengers show up in a ship. I mean... 
Wait, but okay, like I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be it the is, Avengers or it not. Is, it is. Okay. So Captain America's there. Hank Pym as Goliath is there. Um, I saw Wasp. A wasp no wasp is supposedly there or at least so the wikipedia says although i didn't see her so she, I, I saw her fly by that's the only reason why i knew it was the avengers because it didn't look like the avengers otherwise well, captain america kind of looks like himself goliath i feel like that wasn't the costume he always wore but whatever and then uh, i think black widow's there in like one background shot it's weird it's a weird thing um well did they show up and like then all the mutants are screaming what the fuck are they doing here and i was like what yeah well, what's it's happening weird because it's like what are they doing there? <laughs> okay, like, I don't know. Maddie, that's Maddie, not explained. My, my only note, all it says, who the fuck are all of these people? I don't know. I don't know either. And there's a lot of characters on the screen. So anyway, in the midst <laughs> of all of that, Logan picks up Storm, who's still passed out for some reason, and runs into a medical tent that exists for some reason. And he shouts, nurse, where can I find Dr. Summers? Okay, but it doesn't matter because, like, whoever the nurse is is, Who like, is nurse? busy, like, I don't know, she's, she's busy taking care of Gambit, and Gambit's like, oh, yeah, and I was like, whoa. Okay, so the nurse is a hot redhead lady, who at first I was like, is that Amelia It's just Vogue? Jessica Rabbit in a nurse outfit. Because Amelia was the character that Xavier dated, and I was like- Is this supposed to be, like, Jean Grey? Well, that's I don't what know, I cause wondered. Because she said Dr. Summers, said did they get married? Summers, so I was like, did Jean and Scott get married, and Jean is the doctor, but- I wasn't <laughs> sure. And also the nurse kind of looks like Jean. Like she's got the it same does. bangs. It does. So I was like, isn't that maybe Dr. Summers? It's really strange. And then Callisto and Caliban are in the background and also Blob and Beast are just standing there. I don't fucking Everyone's know. just there and then a fucking Sentinel shows up to shoot them, but Mastermind runs over and creates an illusion to make it look like that they're not there or something. Mastermind? He looks totally yeah, different. It is. No, no, it's because it's like ugly Mastermind. So it's oh, like he's right. just... I right. already forgot about all of that. I wait, but then in the middle of all this craziness, Bishop and Shard just appear and they're like, whoopsie, we're too late. The timeline's changed. And I was like, wait. Okay. <laughs> you guys have access to a time travel machine. You can just go before these events okay, can happen. Can we just talk about this for a second? Because this made me insane. So like <laughs> they travel back in time and then they're immediately like, we're too late. For what? <laughs> For what, though? Whatever whatever changed in time, why didn't they go back before that point in time? And then, like, in a couple minutes, Shard and Bishop are going to say, we need to hurry back before the future is changed. Like, we need what? to hurry. Is it, is it, wait, did it already like, happen? I was like, guys, like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> like, okay, this you is, can't have you watched, hurry back you've, Okay, I, I know you have not. Dude, I know. <laughs> this remind, All this reminds me of Future Man, which I love, by the way. But it's, it's just that... Like Future Man plays upon this the, the tropes, the, of, I, time the tropes of time travel, and I would love to see a Future Man show featuring Bishop and Shard going back and like pulling like some it useless makes character. No sense though. Okay, so the other reason makes no sense. I'm, I'm gonna get off my soapbox on the time travel thing eventually. I don't know. I mean, you're kind of like up there now. I know, I know. But just let me finish. So like the other reason makes no sense is because this is like a multiple universe theory, right? Which okay, that works. There's a universe where Storm and Logan are together and they're in a cyberpunk world and there's another universe <laughs> where Storm and Logan aren't together. They're X-Men, Xavier's alive. Fine. I totally get that. Like those two universes exist concurrently because they're based on different timelines yes but that doesn't if that's the case then it doesn't matter if they ever fix the shitty timeline or not because the <laughs> other timeline always also exists you know what i'm saying like either there's two timelines or there's not or there's one i, like, I mean are there it's two or are there one but like but it doesn't matter because it's like 
I don't know. They're like going from different realities, but they're also time traveling. But they but, can't but time hop reality. It, how I don't is that know. Even possible though. Like how, I don't know. What Listen, this episode doesn't changing? make sense. Like what? we're just enjoying. It. We're what? on for the ride. It's a good time. It, it makes no sense if you think about it. Anyway, Bishop and Shard. It's there. and the meanwhile, Storm and Wolverine like. Who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. They're just like, it's Shard's like, we have to stop the assassination. And they're doesn't and explain also, who. And like, Shard and Bishop know Logan and Storm's names immediately. And Logan and Storm are like, what the fuck is going on? And Bishop is like, oh, we're from the future and we need to save Charles Xavier. And Storm is like, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> and then, <laughs> meanwhile, like, a bunch of other robots walk by and they need to, like, all run off to a different abandoned building for some reason. So they run off and do that. There's all this complicated animation animation of them doing that which i was like man they spent so much money on this episode that makes no fucking sense and so then yep. shard projects an image of xavier and she's like this is a mutant we must protect he uses powers to bring mutants and non-mutants together he established a school and helped mutants fight for basic okay. rights and bishop is like until somebody killed him and then therefore it creates the apocalypse i was like oh nope, fuck you no fuck you i, mean, I like, was so fucking mad i was like no the world does not depend on whether or not Charles Xavier dies. It's like it's the the assumption here is that Charles Xavier is just so great and wonderful that if he dies, the apocalypse is going to happen. Yes. It's like he's a fucking menace to society. He tortures the X-Men. Stop. Also, no. Also, like, I don't even buy it. There are other activist mutants, like including yeah. Magneto, like among Who's many there? others. Like, what is this? Also, I don't know. I don't really buy that this particular future is that much worse than the one Bishop came from, which already fucking sucks. Like, Bishop it, is dude. already actively trying to fix his own future. Like, which, all the by time. the way, he's he's always like, I need to save the future, and you're always like, why? It's it sucks. Cable says the same thing. Yeah. He's like gotta save gotta preserve my future and it's like dude the, your future sucks well it's because he's selfishly trying to save like his kid i mean he's basically just like i'm trying to save my personal future i do like that in the x-men universe the what they're basically always hinting at is that all the futures are horrible yeah there's just like no good ho- and it's not just for the x-men it's like Everyone. the future of the marvel universe is like a horrible place yeah and it's you like don't want to live all there the storylines are just people trying to avoid getting to it which is actually really interesting like that's something that i, know, I like I about know. these comics it's like characters trying to delay the inevitable essentially which feels really real especially given like our world currently you know i know and i think if i look at make that comparison of dc to marvel right so dc does all this stuff where they will do future alternate timelines which will just be genuinely genuine other timelines of futures where things did work out for certain characters or things are okay or things didn't happen. But like in the Marvel universe, it's just like the apocalypse is going to happen in some form. And there's like 50 different options. If all of them don't happen at the same time, you know? And it's just a matter of like, which one's going to happen. But in the action stories, it's basically always a future of like systemic oppression and like some sort of mutant Holocaust of some kind. Well, also like in the X, both in the Avengers universe and the X-Men universe, it turns out that a lot of time, the characters who do survive and fight that apocalypse world is usually the X-Men. Yeah. And my, like a lot of the time the Avengers don't. And I think the reason for that is that the mutants and the X-Men have already been like well, they've trained been to fit for survival. For their whole lives. Yeah. Well, I know, right? And like, you know, the Avengers are fighting, they're like superheroes, but, but the X-Men like and the cops. mutants are just like 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like the the rest of them are just fighting to survive. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like how in this episode, although they don't really get into it, the Avengers just like are apparently on the bad side. I was like, that's kind I, of I interesting. Like they're just throwing them in there on the human side. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they don't get into it. Maybe in the the second part, the two parter, they will, but probably not based on how two parters tend to go on this show. Probably. Oh my god. Not anything at all will be explained. I'm not even going to hope for that. So anyway, Logan and Storm do not buy it. And Storm is like, I can't believe it. All this destruction, all this misery is due to the absence of one man. And Bishop is like, the most important man in history. Oh, <laughs> Logan my just goes, God. I don't buy it. This is nuts. And walks out. Which uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, honestly, yes! seriously. <laughs> and then I fucking love it. And Storm's just also like, what the fuck? Because they just appear. They're like, hey guys we're time, we're time travelers. travelers and we need to stop xavier from dying you don't know who he is because he doesn't exist here but also believe we're time travelers and storm's like how and shard's just like well well here's I mean, a cool little projection thingy i have on my wrist so watch okay. this <laughs> wait but like all this is like crazy it, it's like i don't even understand what she just she shows her this like a little hologram thing and her explanation is like you know, if we weren't time travelers, how would we be able to teleport in here or know your names? And Storm's like, well, that sold me. And yeah, I was like, for some reason, Storm takes a turn here after Logan walks out where she just decides she believes it after all. I think because she's just wants hope. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. But all I know is that the end of it, Storm just seems to completely understand time travel completely. I don't get it. Don't. It's not well written. And there's this weird <laughs> conversation between Logan and Storm where Logan is basically like, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, we're happy. We're married. Like, yeah, our lives are terrible. But like, I just want to be with you and I'm not willing to give up anything. Right. Because he's basically saying o- that anything other than that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if we past, if we go in, in the alternate timeline, Logan and Storm aren't together anymore right and wolverine's like if we do that like we're not going to be together and storm's like but wouldn't you like to save everybody from this shit and logan's like not if it means losing you which is such a classic logan line that's logan is such a hopeless romantic you know i know it's wild and that is so logan and like very in character for him but then storm being storm is like nope we're gonna do this for the greater good and i'm gonna put my own feelings aside in favor of that and which is totally a storm thing to do and i mean it's weird as this conversation it is it's very impersonality for the both of them i just wish they had gotten to it a little better because i was like I don't buy Storms suddenly believing in the time travel. Like I, know, I needed I some know. sort of bridge to get there, and there just isn't one for some reason because they needed ten minutes of robots. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but there's there's something there's like that conversation between Bishop Wolverine where I, they look like they're gonna fuck or something. And they're screaming at each other. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember Bishop, what they said. Bishop honestly, has the line where he goes, "The new Wolverine is as dense as the old one," and Logan is oh, like, "I'm gonna my fucking God. kill you, dude." Like, yeah, seriously. Who are you? It's really oh my funny. god wait so and then and then Charles showing the hologram thingy and showing them about uh, a flashback and how fitzroy is going to become evil working for master mold but like i guess master mold is like hey you're a mutant but i'll let you live if you like kill all the other mutants Especially or help me kill Xavier. all of them he's like you have to kill xavier because master mold hates xavier okay, specifically. also by the way this version of master mold is a sassy bitch he is, she's he's like, like a mean continuing girl to be a sassy bitch like he already was okay okay, wait, wait, okay so there's some lines here i wrote down where master mold goes you will be the most powerful mutant alive and fitzroy goes i'll be the only mutant alive and master mold goes well said and then <laughs> and so then they then they shoot like some fucking light into Fitzroy and some crazy shit and he like falls on the ground and screams and some other dude's like he will be okay in a few hours and Master Ball just goes whatever <laughs> I was like <laughs> 
I was like, it's really what? funny. And then it just comes back. Bishop's just like babbling about like multiple different dates of things. Yeah, and he's I don't like, even, I, like, I don't even care. I just to like a small college in New England on May 11th, I, 1959, I, 9 p.m. And like, he's going to die. I was laughing so hard, honestly. And so anyway, they're like, okay, okay well, we're going back in time to, to save go, Xavier. He's like, we need to touch base in our own timeline first before heading further back. And then Shard goes, we must hurry. If the time change has already hit 2055, all our efforts will be for nothing. And I just wrote, that <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> okay, so then... Wait, so they go back... To- they go back to like Xavier in school or something, yeah. and Xavier's like walking along, and he's like he calls somebody like Professor Gray. He says, and I was like, okay, is he at school with Jean's parents? Apparently, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember this. Like, but well, whatever. This is based on nothing, but apparently he's he's at school <laughs> learning from Jean's parents. This conversation makes no sense. And oh, I don't know. Xavier's just like evolution. <laughs> he's just like doing the fucking like X Men one yeah, monologue like, at the beginning. Uh, Okay, but then Charles and Professor Gray quote this thing together that doesn't make any sense, which is, remember, when a scientist says that a thing is possible, he's almost always right. But when he says a thing is impossible, he's almost always wrong. And then they start laughing. And I'm like, that statement is meaningless. (laughs) But also like, I don't know. And then he's like, don't you agree, Cindy? And then Cindy turns around and it's like, the weirdest animation I've ever seen with her, with her nodding slowly, but like also missing frames and like her head moves to the right yeah, little and comes really back. Weird. And I was like, I was like, what did I just watch? Like, I kind of want to go back and like get really fucked up and watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and so Charles is basically making the argument that like evolution doesn't happen quickly, which is weird because he's like a closeted mutant and he's the one making this right. argument. But like in, in the middle of this, a bishop just walks out okay, of the bushes. So, like, he's like, but he's like, by the way, Xavier, okay, so the troubles exist and we're all mutants. And Xavier's like, what? It's like, maybe, I don't know. Why does Bishop keep doing this? He keeps on appearing and he's like I don't know he keeps on appearing places and going time travels real guys and like arbitrarily okay. nobody's asking and like nobody knows who you are dude you just can't walk I'm gonna start doing this buddy I'm gonna start going up to people like, like when we're out at the bar out or something the bushes like at a college <laughs> just like walking up to a random person being like hey time, time travels, travels real. real first of all and I'm from the future <laughs> next time I go to the bar I'm just gonna start walking up to people and sit down like Hey, did you know time travels real and I'm from the future? Also, and they'll just I'm like mutant, stare at me. Just like you. <laughs> and then just see what they say. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, okay, so like luckily the professor and his wife managed to walk away before Bishop just unceremoniously pops out of the bushes to be like, Hi, Charles Xavier. Not only do I know your full name, I know all about a paper you wrote in the 70s, but you haven't written it yet. <laughs> Xavier's like, who the fuck are you? Wait, I forgot about which doesn't make sense because if they alter the timeline, then that, that paper never existed. Also, if they're from the future, like you know, Wolverine and Storm lost their memories of the current world. So if they're in the future and their world changed, wouldn't they lose their memories yes. too? Where are also, where are the rules of time travel? Create a situation where Charles Xavier has a memory of all of this happening, and isn't that going to change the entire fucking timeline like significantly? <laughs> because now we're going to have a new version of Charles Xavier who oh, wait, like, wait, wait. was but this interrupted is great too. by. Speaking like, what? Bishop's like, if you don't believe me, you read my mind. And Xavier goes, 
I don't like to use my powers, but if you insist, and goes to proceed to read their and all their minds and read everything about them in like two seconds. Okay, and but I was that like, doesn't happen until later. That's not until they're in the bar together. Remember? Oh, okay. Wait, I guess you're right. I don't know because first, my note just first says they all go to a bar. <laughs> oh wait, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll, okay, maybe just, my notes worry, are not Xavier, helpful. It's okay, Xavier. Reads it's a gay bar mind. for bears, by the way. I don't it know. It is. It's also technically a coffee shop, even though the entire I'm look of it is a bar. I'm screaming, by the way. Know, I'm we're sorry. Both screaming because this episode is insane. So oh, wait, like, so but then they're in the bar. It's just like, let me just turn on my little hologram thing here in oh the fifties, and like. <laughs> So, like, they're in a bar. It's actually supposed to be a coffee shop, but it looks like a bar, so I'm just going to call it a bar, even though they're drinking uh, coffees. Yeah. It doesn't and that's, matter. And that's when he reads their mind. And, right. and Shard's, but like, Shard, showing them. Shard is, like, I, using a hologram, like, on the table of the bar in 1959, like, in front of just a bunch of normal humans who don't have that technology yet, and she's showing them a hologram of, like, sentinels fighting and killing Xavier yeah. and shit. Okay. Which but, is, but like, crazy. Like, okay. And, but, and then this crazy crazy situation happens which i thought they were like okay so okay so the waitress mine like you said yes and then and then meanwhile the waitress comes over and does something and then she runs the up the bar yeah and the bartender. yeah and then she runs back to the bartender and he's she's whispering in his ear and they look over at them and i was like oh my god they're gonna get coffees and hologram no nope. but turns out they don't they don't give a shit about that they see logan and wolverine uh, logan and wolverine they see logan and storm holding hands yes. and they're like because it's the 50s and so like and so they're you like know, interracial marriage Ooh. it's taboo yeah i know so it's not just that it was a taboo interracial marriage was actually illegal in a lot of states until 1967 after the supreme court settled that there were a few states that never had a law about it on the books and new york was actually one of them so in theory this should have been a more progressive place for the characters to be but i'm sure there were plenty of racists in new york in 1959 and that is something the show chose to reflect I was taken back. I was not expecting that to happen on this show. Yeah. And then the bartender just walks up to Storm and looks at Storm and Bishop specifically and it's like, it screams, I won't put up with anyone of their kind. Yeah. And I was like, it's not about being mutants at this point because a Storm response, skin color prejudice, that's so pathetic that it's quaint. And Logan says, it ain't quaint, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then the bartender goes on to call bishop and storm mongrels like, that they're, he calls yeah, them mongrels yes and that they look like they came out of some sort of medical experiment and i was like this is some dark shit for a tv show for like a 90s kids show they're just like here let's just casually go back to the 50s and remember like extreme racism right now yeah but it's also like it's i mean it's a good teaching point too um, and so and logan I, I, immediately attacks the bartender which i was like by yeah, the way the hologram is still him. there there's a hologram showing giant robots and they don't care about that they're just like dude a black and a white person are dating and like we have to kill them and it's like Basically, jesus yeah. christ and so like, logan what? like pops his claws and he's like i think you just insulted the woman i love low life you can either apologize or i'm gonna show you how intolerant i can be and i was like hell yeah, yeah logan fucking kill this race i know seriously and then he throws the dude and everyone in the bar just runs out screaming yeah. and they're like what's happening it's like but it turns out this bar also was owned by like the mafia or something because yeah. then he calls them like these guys like big yeah. yeah and it's like whoa 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 what's happening uh and then then they walk they run outside coffee is spelled wrong on the, sh- the the sign by the way i don't know if that's intentional or not maybe it's supposed <laughs> to say cafe i don't i don't know uh and the bartender's fighting with logan and logan he's he's gonna fight logan with like a fucking rolling pin yeah. and logan's like are you fucking serious there's also this- like this random scene where another character 
runs up and helps Logan and they like it's just a random guy and I oh, was I like know, that's I actually kind of cool I don't know cool. who these are I don't think you're don't supposed know. to know who he is I think it's just literally like a random onlooker they just show you like one of the people actually was on their side and wanted to help them which I I was like that's a weird thing to include but I kind of liked it like it's uh, just me like too. a I think it was really good thing. it was a, I don't know I have a lot of respect for this episode for going there because I've never seen that in a show before for a cartoon so that's really cool I thought it was cool too and I, I mean there's even like a kind of interesting moment where Storm like stops Logan from hurting the guy and it's kind of like she has to be more respectable than he does like he's kind of in the position yeah. where he's like yeah. yeah I can afford to lose my temper and like Storm really can't and so she has to go up and intervene and be like Logan don't kill this guy <laughs> yeah and she's like don't kill this guy it's gonna make the situation like, that way, much way worse. Way worse for us don't do not do it yeah uh, and then meanwhile Xavier just like runs away yeah, and then they're like where did Xavier go which is, which is hilarious to me because it's like they gave him the use of his legs and they're like let's just make him fucking run bitch let's yeah, go and also like he's supposed to be the character that we look up to and he's yeah, so yeah. useless immediately like he's just like i don't know anyway bye. i don't know i don't know so then storm t- goes outside with logan and they have a conversation about how logan lost his temper again and mm-hmm. logan's like yeah but it's because i'm just so worried worried about, about losing, about losing you, you. Yeah. and storm's like i know I get it, but you can't do that. And it's like, and he's like, I know I love you. And it's like, it's cute. Oh, it's so good. Listen, there's two people in the comics. That I think Wolverine's been for one is storm. The other one is nightcrawler because those two characters the, have been written to have the best chemistry with Wolverine. Yeah, like it's just, like they the balance pairing. each other really well. Right. Because like nightcrawler, it's cause he's like, so like, I love life. I'm goofy. I bounce around and like, I'll make you stop being grumpy. And Storm's I mean, like, Storm you know, I get kind it. kind of energy too because she's like connected with the earth because of her well, powers. Well, Storm, Storm also is like, meditate, Logan. Let's just like yeah, bring it down a couple notches. They're both like very like, grounded in their own ways and Logan like has a lot of mental health problems. <laughs> <laughs> like he just needs that. He needs that. Uh, wait, so what happens? That? So then, uh, there's like a scene here I don't remember what happened. Okay, it's, okay, like, somebody- I do. So Storm and everybody else fly off and they find Xavier or who they think is Xavier, but it's Nimrod. Like he wait, wait, but first they pass that window Nimrod. of the two people making out, and like I don't know why that was included. There's just okay, like a I scene with two. Notice that? I, no, they pass something. There's two people like hardcore making out in their apartment, and I thought it was two dudes. And like <laughs> then it turned around, but I thought it was like I guess it was a girl, but like it really looked like two dudes. And I was like, what is what's going happening? On? This is like, a very like, horny <laughs> episode, and it's not just I mean, us. I know. And then you're right. And then they find Xavier, but then Xavier shoots like. Be laser, laser beams, beams out, out of eyes, eyes and then yeah. turns into Nimrod again and it's like and so now we're back at the beginning of the episode I think right. question mark we're, or we're stuck in a, on a cycle or like, something like yeah. that that's what I couldn't figure out because this is actually slightly different well they show more yes. of the scene so like this time Storm is actually useful and she shoots a bunch of lightning and Nimrod and it actually works and like shatters him he reconstitutes himself later but for the moment he's been defeated and so then yes. Shard scans the building and she sees Fitzroy and Bantam like beaming in and like a time portal or whatever the fuck they used to get yeah, around yeah yes and Bantam who's Fitzroy's little butt boy by the way I don't think we mentioned I mean, he's, him before. he's basically like the Igor for he, Fitzroy yeah, totally he's, and he's green by the way he's just like a random little like mutant guy who hangs out with Fitzroy and so Bantam screams don't shoot we surrender and then Fitzroy goes forget it and opens another time portal and throws Bantam in there and it's then like a diamond shaped portal yeah. I don't know it doesn't none of that makes any sense and, and they jump Nimrod back in also like reconstitutes his own body and then gets beamed off into a portal I, dude also, it's which fucking crazy and then meanwhile we like cut over to Xavier who's just like sobbing he's like I don't even know what to do I, mean, I don't have I was like it's the same scene from the very beginning where he's looking at 
out the window and he's like again has the exact same line where he's like I'm not capable of mastering anything like that and then he walks to the door he opens the fucking door except this time they slow down all of the footage my god and it's so fucking it's so funny. fucking funny i you may as well be high you feel high watching it because all of it is slowed <laughs> down including the sound so logan yeah. is going electronic fuse <laughs> and then xavier also in a slowed down voice goes what in the world <laughs> and then bishop and then goes dies no vader shit over there and then it's just like the end of the episode but there's i do the, well, there's I have the to, explosion I have... and xavier dies again oh, so right. it's like they yeah. fucking went back in time and didn't fix it wait but hold on so i just want to say i appreciate that this episode started and ended with killing xavier yep. we got to see it twice and like just like why a nice does it have little two-parter <laughs> honestly why can't we just end it here like yeah no more x-men that's it. the end of that this can just be <laughs> the end and we can just hang out with storm and logan and fight racists in the 1950s for like the rest <laughs> of the show that'd be that's fine. why i'm like i really want like a future man that's like logan and bishop and uh storm just going back around trying to save xavier over and over again that would be really funny know. actually like a comedic I think version somebody of this needs to like that's like make that. that into a comic book okay, we just need to film no it ourselves sense. okay i guess we have to talk about politics there's at least some politics in this episode okay, that we can touch there on. there are. So we already kind of talked about it, but this is... I, I can't remember if this is the first episode that's like openly acknowledged that Storm deals with racism in addition to mutant prejudice, but I just thought it was interesting. I... I mean, they had to, like, go back to the 1950s to do it, which is a little weird because, like, it's racism still exists in other times. But it is sort of interesting that it's like, oh, yeah, it's very, very recent that interracial marriage was, first of all, illegal. And then even after it was legalized, it was still, like, not socially normalized at all for, like, a really long time. So that's fucking sad and fucked up. So, yeah, Yeah. it's just like a little reminder of that for the kids who watch this. I gotta say, I appreciate that they did that because they're like, it's not just about the mutants at this point. We're talking about historically how there's been like the evolution of bigotry, uh, bigotry, but also like people of color being accepted over time. And in the nineties, it was getting a lot better. I mean, it, it was, it was better at that time. I think it's gotten well, yeah, better I, since had- then, but it also has also regressed a little bit, but you know, I, I do like that it went there and it was like, okay, so historically this is a problem. This is how it was when you kids were not alive yet and this is like the shit that they had to deal with. And I think that's really cool that they went there. But also to be like, Storm also still deals with bigotry now. And I thought that was cool to see. Yeah. But also I thought it was really, really cool to see that comparison where in this other alternate universe, like, there was, like, the idea of racism was something that Storm, this version of Storm, was not she like accustomed doesn't even to have it all. It never, time for it, which I feel like is very believable. I don't think that's what I was. I was thinking that like in this particular universe, racism is in the theme because at this point, like it is fucking mass chaos. Everyone's fighting for their lives. So she was never introduced to that concept I in mean, this I world. I don't know if it's that so much as just. I mean, according to this particular alternate history, I think they're presupposing that mutant bigotry is so much more of an issue than other forms that it just to her she's like. Oh, right. 
also people are racist how quaint like compared to yeah, the form I of agree. oppression that i'm used to dealing with constantly which is right. the fact that i'm a mutant but in this particular time people were mostly just focused on the fact that i'm black like i th- i think that's what is intended by it, which i just still thought was interesting and is like i mean a I, quick right. I think it's really cool that, that that they were doing that too there i mean there's there was so much happening in that scene like shard is on her little hologram thing <laughs> yeah. showing an image of robots around the world and like fucking wolverine's got his claws popped out and the bartender's still like i don't want no blacks in here yeah. and it's like that's i mean i think that says it all and that during like that little fight scene when everyone's running around I, I like that they included like some people coming to their defense too because i think that was i i don't know i've never seen that in a cartoon before like i've never seen that and i don't remember that happening on this show i don't either i didn't really remember this episode per se probably i mean because, neither did like, I. I mean it's just robots and there's some this, some this episode made, there. i mean it, there's a lot of shit does not make sense in here but i do think that they do a lot of cool stuff here and i can understand why people really love this episode and how it got inspired the age of apocalypse shit because it really it has some interesting ideas like it doesn't like the concepts are there you know yeah totally and i get yeah i I also get how it could have inspired it it did inspire the comics that came after it because there's some interesting ideas in it um and we can get into this in the gay section but like this the college scene with xavier like i really read that as like a closeted gay man kind of a moment where he's yeah i read that too in favor of his own rights but he's not out as a mutant and so it's like this weird awkward conversation with his own professor where he's like trying to talk around the issue of mutants and but not revealing that he is one of them i don't know i just thought it was like kind of interesting and i i wish they'd done a little bit more with that because it could have been a weirder and like more unsettling scene but instead it was just interrupted like bishop popping out of a bush being like yeah because uh, time travel i know oh my god fucking bishop i get I know that you feel like this is a very, very different well, version of Bishop, Bishop, but I still feel like, like he's still an idiot because yes. he's still walking out of being like, like Bishop, you can't just, why does he always go back in time and walk out into the middle of the road? And he's like, I'm a time traveler. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. You're Bishop. probably right. He, I just felt like he was so much cornier in this episode in a weird way that he hasn't been like in the past episodes, he's been more like dark and brooding and like still kind of a dumbass. But in this episode, he's like weirdly like dad joke. Okay. You're right. He, he's, he's kind of like that, but I think there's just like no time for him to even, there's just, like everything's a mass chaos. He's, he's not even really a character. Um, yeah. It's so just I don't absurd. know if this counts as a politic or not, but I still don't, I, I hate the idea that the entire future would rest on one person's yes. shoulders. I Especially agree. Xavier. I, like, it does I, not I make, agree that. I actually do think that's there a politic. There are too many fucking people in the world for you to be like, this one person, if he dies, the apocalypse is going to happen. That yes. does not make sense to me. I because hate it. <laughs> honestly, like, the, the way that the actual world works is that if somebody that is that prominent dies is that the work is picked up by somebody else and then other people take it and then it reweaves and like people keep on fighting and they like, you know, it just, it like if you kill Xavier Magneto, that doesn't mean like the mutants are going to stop fighting for their rights. It means there's going to be a new Magneto and right. Xavier. It's and like, like Storm it's, has led the X-Men in the past. Like why does this version of Storm not rise to that occasion and do exactly. it? Exactly. In the X-Men comics, right? The whole political allegory is like Xavier's, point of view versus Magneto's at the beginning of the X-Men comics. But as it goes on, we're introduced to a lot of other characters that are, that then have different points of view. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, you know, you got like, you have Xavier and Magneto, but then you have like Callisto and you have Emma Frost and you have like Kitty Pride and her 
uh, perspective. You, you have, have Storm, Storm and it's like Cyclops and those other characters. Yeah, I right. Mean, you you have Cassandra Nova, who's fucking crazy, but also has like another valid point you that have she Mystique, brings in. Mystique, who's also right. got a perspective. It, it, and the thing is that like all these are characters who like kind of rise up because it starts off as just Xavier and Magneto as like these are the two perspectives, but then you have a lot of other voices that are just as prominent as them. So if you wipe out Xavier completely, there's still Magneto and all these other characters who are going to get up there and fucking do something about it, like. I can't imagine this this world happening if Xavier died. Do you really think that Magneto or especially Emma Frost wouldn't step it up and be like, no, I'm going to fucking run the show or now? Or like specifically Storm. Like the more I think about yeah. it, the more I'm like, this is actually kind of insulting to her as a character to like suggest that she wouldn't come and rise to the occasion in some way. But I, I don't know. I I also wasn't like that into the fact that she spends most of the robot fight passed out lying on the ground. I was like, what is happening right now? Like this I know, is fucking I know. storm we're talking it's about. It's storm. I, I I agree. And she's got her mohawk so she looks extra she fucking looks cool right so now. So cool. And it's like, come on, like she should be shooting lightning bolts and destroying these robots, not lying on the ground waiting for Logan to pick her up and carry her to the nurse's tent. Like I know. I, don't know. I thought that was kind of strange. But like I thought it was too. It was it was just very weird. There's but some yeah. interesting stuff in this episode. It, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's no, I, you, I, my conclusion. I enjoyed this episode. I did. But it doesn't I make any it. sense. I laughed like, a lot at it. I, I also, laughed at sassy <laughs> master mold who's just like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's also like a, a part. I can't find it in my notes now, but there's a part where Bishop is talking about how when the X-Men were fighting in their actual timeline with Xavier, Bishop is like, it was still a struggle. And I just like laughed really hard at that because it unintentionally was implying that even working with Xavier was like also a struggle, even when he was alive. And I was just like, this episode is very unintentionally funny at various points. Like it should be. I know. Be, it's like, this, it this episode is Right. It's like it's not I okay. It's not good, it, but I it's guess. great. I yeah. We're not even at that part yet. But anyway, no, we're not. So yeah. Do do we have anything else for politics? I mean, no. I think we're good. Like other than like, don't create robots that are oh, gonna. Sure. Yeah. Don't like, create robots don't, that will systematically murder a class of people. Yeah. Don't do yeah, that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um. Although I don't know. Have you been at the stoppage shop lately? Because I feel we're headed in that direction. Because they have those robots that clean the floors, and oh, I think those yeah. things are gonna kill us one day. And they put giant fucking googly eyes on them, which just makes them creepier. Yeah. Yeah, so, and they also have whatever. like security robots now and stuff like that. That like okay, that is terrifying it to is. me. And there should I, not be. Ugh. I okay, listen. I have a lot. Okay, I know that you love robots, but I have a huge problem with. I mean, I us don't love our government. So no, no, no. no. That's that's how it's. That's not what that, I was going to say. I was going to say have robots. Then I don't like robots. Is what no, I'm saying. No, it's more like it's more like I don't like that we have we're we're building robots to do jobs instead of giving people jobs when people are desperate for jobs. Still, since, okay, our economy like crashed in 2007 and it's still a fucking shit show. Don't create robots. D- let's not funnel money I mean, into robots when we can like have people have jobs. If we like gave people a fair income for the jobs they can do, but we can't even do that and would rather replace oh them with my robots. God. I think like, this is not even what the episode's about, now but we're just going into just general politics. politics. Like, okay, we need to fucking get, <laughs> we, we need to right, get back let's, to the let's, X-Men. Let's talk about who's the X-Men. Uh, okay. Who's that? Today, we're just going to quickly talk about Shard because she's not introduced in this episode. So I figured I may as well do that. Um, So Shard is Bishop's sister. Um, I know it's confusing because they're just two totally different skin tones, but that doesn't matter. Uh, That should never matter. Um, She has the power of energy blasts and then later on, she becomes a hologram. But we'll get to that. 
And this is going to be real short. So we kind of touched on Shard a little bit when we did Bishop's history. Mm -hmm. Shard was a lieutenant for Xavier Security Forces in the future with her brother Bishop, also known as the the XSE. And uh, Shard and Bishop were both ancestors of the Mutant Gateway. Uh, Shard was born in a mutant concentration camp, which is why she also has the M over her eye because mm-hmm, they the just M get branded tattoo, like that. Yeah. Yep. And Shard was the youngest of the XSE gra- to graduate, and she served under Bishop until she got a promotion and then basically ran it herself. Um, and then sh- I think she became Bishop's boss. I don't really remember how that went. Uh, Shard and Bishop were responsible for apprehending criminal mutants. So was during a mission, Shard was partially infected with a vampire like affliction from. The present-day mutant template, but like it affected her in the future, so don't worry. And Bishop brought the infected shard to the witness, who transmitted her essence into a holographic matrix to preserve her, so she could still be like a computer person for a while. The experiment was a success, but Shard herself died, and Bishop blamed himself for it, and it was like the death of Shard is my fault, and I murdered her, Oof. which is fucking Bishop's emo bullshit. Shut up. Yeah, uh, so well, then, that's so the whole deal. That way he can yeah. justify going back in time a thousand times to like prevent all of his own mistakes all the I time. I don't know. I, you know, for him to be like that, but then also be like, I need to fucking murder the shit out of hope yeah, is kind of it's like. A lot. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Anyway, this isn't the Bishop episode. No, it is. Okay. So uh, then when Bishop traveled back in time and joined the X-Men, Shard was also recreated in the present day as a computer construct and joined the X-Factor for a while where she had a relationship with Wildchild. Um, after the X-Factor disbanded, Shard was transferred, transported into an alternate future where she died for a second and final time, saving Bishop from Trevor Fitzroy, and that's Shard for you. Nice and short. Little one. Nice. So Cool. Yeah. Thanks for I know, doing usually that. we're stuck here for an hour, but We've had some today. pretty zippy episodes lately. I hope people that's appreciate it. That's because the quality it. of these episodes are it's going It's low, and so it's down. just us making fun of it for an hour, and then we leave. Yeah, I agree. Not the worst, and I think our listeners are enjoying it, so whatever. Yeah, right? Should we rate the episode, or? Well, do we want to talk about who's gay? Sure, let's do that next. The Xavier because I already mentioned it but just that whole scene read to me as like very closeted gay man I mean honestly the whole episode does for him because it's like him seeing these other mutants and being like oh my god like I could never be like that and also trying to hide from his own future even though people from the future are like you're a proud mutant who's like leading the rebellion and he's like no I'm not I'm a closeted mutant and I don't want to come out of the closet and he literally runs away from it like literally so i was like okay cool xavier is gay this is an episode about that all right maybe he's fucking professor gray (laughs) okay well i don't think he's fucking professor gray what's he doing it for extra credit yeah Uh, but i think i think the thing is that we're just used to xavier dating magneto so we're like he's still gay here but like like we, he doesn't need to be in a relationship to be gay. He can just be gay. He just seems so. gay, and that sweater's gay, and he's gay. Anyway, that's my conclusion. <laughs> Hooray! There isn't really like a Wolverine Bishop thing that much. I mean, there is very like briefly. Um, I okay, I read this this way, but that bartender that got fucking racist when we first saw him, I thought he was like a big gay dude. That's what I thought he was, <laughs> and like taking bear. out his yeah, but also taking out that he's not out of the closet by like projecting that. Uh, 
in a very racist kind of way. Like that has happened before where you're like in the closet and gay, but you like condemn everyone else who's like a minority or gay because you don't want to come out of the closet. I mean, like that's like, how I read sometimes that. out gay men are racist. That can also I mean, that unfortunately too. happen. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I know. That's, um, all right. I'll take a long walk with you around the block. And okay. Okay. That I, 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 all right. I, 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 I think Xavier's gay. There's like, there just wasn't time in this episode for anyone to like it's, be it's homosexual. All, it's all not. It's not very literal. Like usually, this segment I try to pick like literal gay stuff because that's what we're supposed to do. But it's mostly just a metaphor. But there's too much of like there's there's like ten minutes of robots fighting and then Bishop jumping out of Bishop's like like fucking bushes and be like time travel's real. So like there's no there's <laughs> no time for anyone to being like. Have you heard the good news about time travel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope he's got like a Bible like book that he's floating. He projects like, it onto onto his screen. But instead of the Bible, it just says time travel and then it's like the words of destiny or whatever. All right. Anyway, so uh yeah, that's it. That's um, it. Cool. I, so we can rate this episode and I'm gonna say I really mm. enjoy it. So it's not actually but it's like not actually good, but it like I'll the give con- it a concepts two. are good. I mean well, I'm gonna it's tough. I'm gonna go higher the, than you. The animation's really good, so maybe like a two point five. See, no, I'm like a 3.5 out of 5 because okay. it's like, it's not a quality episode in terms of like, like a plot. story or a plot, <laughs> but it's really fun to watch. It's really funny. Uh, it's true, I really it like the, the relationships they were developing with Storm and Wolverine. I like that they did this stuff about dealing with racism and bigotry. I enjoyed watching the robots fight for 10 minutes and all the weird <laughs> concepts. I love the concepts that then spawned like a whole comic book series. So like I give it a lot of respect, honestly. All uh, right, you know, all right. It's like it's not. I'll give it, it a three. Is, You've convinced okay. me. <laughs> okay, it's like it's it's definitely a silly episode. It's not something that's like you're gonna sit there and be like, this is like so politically layered. It's not like that. It's just no. like a fun eighties, nineties. Like me extrapolating what I want the politics to be, and like barely any of that is right. In the and episode. also, we get to see Xavier die twice. That should really give it a five out of five. Yeah, but you're whatever. right. It's a five. <laughs> done. So cool. done. Do we have any listener mail? Uh, we do. Open that shit up. Do, 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 do. That's the son reader mail. Dude, I need to stop singing sometimes. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, so our first email is from Gary. Gary writes, Hey, Maddie and Ryan. In the Proteus Part 2 episode, something you said sparked a thought. You were talking about how tired you are of Beast spouting random obscure quotes. Immediately, I realized that Beast would absolutely have a terrible sapiosexual Tinder bio where it's just some of his favorite quotes, but nothing written about him. Oh, my God. Of of course, it's also accented by various upside down photos of of himself reading and looking contemplative in dad glasses. What other disastrous dating profiles do you think there'd be? And how many would you still respond to? Be honest. Oh, my God. Thanks for the continuing the great pods. I'm worried about the quality of the cartoon itself from here on, but I know your show will still be great. Gary. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. I've, I mean, I feel like we've presupposed before that Jubilee would help Logan make a dating profile. Like we have <laughs> like Logan, definitely told Logan that joke would be on like, this show. What's Tinder? Yeah. What's okay Cupid? And, like, Jubilee would just make one that was just a series of like beefcake shots of Wolverine and like no actual information about him, which sadly would be the kind of one that I would not swipe on in a podcast. 
positive uh, way. Yeah, he would, it'd be like lots of pictures of Wolverine looking fucking melancholy, and like sitting on cliffs of him and shit. Far away playing basketball, the Jubilee like took through a window and like or it's like, like not or a like, good shot. Like, he's he's gonna have a picture of like himself, but like his face is way too close to the camera and also like a little blurry, and it's like not a flattering photo of him. And yeah. you're like, but what you know he's on? hot, and, and you're like, like a weird what? dad photo where like it's Logan and he doesn't really know how to use a camera because he's like a thousand years old and like yeah, doesn't yeah, get I it. I know. I fucking oh, love it. He'd have like a bunch of like boomer photos. I feel like, I mean, this could be wrong, but I feel like Gambit would have a really good profile. Like, okay, but here's the thing. Gambit would have a really great profile, but he's also the one that's going to like message people and be like, hey, <laughs> and then like, it's like, my name is Remy. And it's like, hi, what are you? It's like, my name is like Jessica. And then he just sends like a nude pic. He's yes, like, you like? like immediately <laughs> sends a picture of his dick, but also like it's Gambit. So sometimes that somehow works, even though it's never worked for anyone in the history of the world. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, fucking Nightcrawler would have like he would have great he would have pictures. A great number one. one, he'd have like a million hiking photos and like himself. Yeah, and he would be like just talking about like how he shit. loves being alive and like loves and like has hope for people. And he's like, I just really love my friends and my family. <laughs> yeah, you know, that would like be adorable. I would totally swipe on Nightcrawler. I feel like he'd have a really great profile. Uh, you would not swipe on Nightcrawler. Kitties would be like kind of like the obnoxious one where it's like a little too much activism is happening in her fucking profile, and you're like, okay, this is like a little too intense. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Like you know what I'm talking I about do, when you like. I okay, do. so we've both been on a dating app, so we know what it's like. But sometimes you like see people that like will really or just like just it's like, like a little okay. too intense, and you're like, what is going on? And is this just a weird performance that you're doing? Yeah, right. Uh, Storm would storms would be fucking beautiful. It would be like it just be beautiful, and she would have like all these like really great. I feel like right Storm upset. is someone just who like, would only use one app, probably like OkCupid, because you can include the most detail there. And also, she would barely ever check it because she doesn't give uh, a shit. You know, honestly, Storm would probably do what you guys did and just like oh, go yeah, on the Storm one that does include use, like, pictures, an like dating app, like I yeah, did. Yeah, which is like a description. <laughs> I know yeah, that's exactly she would what Storm totally would do. That Emma Frost would. It'd oh be my like, god she would have like a full even lingerie photo shoot for like every pic and you'd be like is this a supermodel and you'd be too intimidated to swipe on her I see profiles like that, I see <laughs> but profiles then, like, like then, that all the time then like uh, it, all the guys and girls would, that would message her would be like hey we're kind of into you and she would she'd like, be like fuck you're with trash them. and immediately block anyone who like dared to message I feel her like, I feel like Emma Frost <laughs> would only be on a dating app specifically to fuck with people yes she definitely would she would like get off on blocking people and then just be like I love this silly toy it'd be really great I, I fucking love it uh magneto would probably be the one that has like a bunch of one word answers for like all the questions i feel like magneto would also have dumb blurry photos and not know how to like take a good photo of himself though like he i would feel have, like, like he should be able to you know he can yeah but you can take the phone with his magnetic That's powers and true. move it to a distant and get the photo right i think he would have like a hot dad profile yeah maybe you're right i should give him more I, credit i think magneto's i mean Xavier is like the person they would read to be like, oh god, this guy's a douchebag, oh you know? Oh god, he would be insufferable. Like, I know, just awful, just an like a really, really long opening message that's like, don't even talk to me if you have like these sixteen <laughs> things, and you'd be like, what is the? And you just read it, knowing you were never gonna message him, but you just want to know what the fuck it said. Xavier would have like a fucking master's thesis in his description field. It would be, oh, you know my what god. I'm talking about. Though. I do, I do know. And Meanwhile, Bishop's just gonna open with like time <laughs> travel's <laughs> real. <laughs> Bishop. Bishop is just like a series of like absurd conspiracy links. And you're just like, what is this 
Don't Honestly, click on any of this. I know. Like, half of them are phishing websites that like Bishop is too much of a dumbass to realize are malware or whatever. And he's like, clicking. I know, I know. Oh Fucking, I don't know. Jubilee would be like the party person. Okay, so she's yeah. got all the party stuff. And I, she would be the one that you actually want to go on date, but she's all, she's also the one that would she entertain would all the guys. It, and she would also like stop responding randomly. Cause it's Jubilee. And she'd just be like, I, I thought maybe she would go on the dates with both the guys and girls and just like, it would never work out with any of them. She would never kiss them or anything. It's just like, she would go on a date with all these people and just block them immediately afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think we've talked about it on this show, like the reading of Jubilee as like an asexual character. And I feel like that's pretty believable of her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's not canon, um, but like I'd buy it if they made that canon. I'd be like, yeah, that tracks with her. It's not to say she well, wouldn't ha- be one of those people on dating apps who's like, just here to make friends. And you look at it and you're like baffled by it because there's also that person. And you're like, but also like the person. Who, oh, wait, wait, that is Rogue. Yeah, Rogue is like, I'm just here to make friends. I'm just here to make friends. But all her pictures of her are, are like, like sexy, tiny sexual. lingerie and, also, and bikinis. She would, like have some sort of oblique th- description where she's like, I and she'd also be like flexing her muscles. I can't explain why, but I just can't make it make a commitment to anyone at this time and also <laughs> I'm willing to provide more details to somebody who truly understands <laughs> it's like what is going on in this profile anyway, oh my god we've, I can keep doing this for days Wait, this could go on for no, two hours so, there are so many characters but I would I, I will say that um, fucking Mr. Sinister oh my god like, he would be terrifying <laughs> no I mean it would be terrifying but I think he would actually get a lot of hits because he's so fucking androgynous dude and like you know he would have just like, like absurd pictures of like just a wall of chains and he and then like himself in the corner laughing being like look at my chains <laughs> like I he, mean he's he's not okay he's not gonna be like on a regular dating app he's gonna be like on all the like he'll very be on like fat life catered, or whatever yes yeah. and like everyone like fucking wants him you know don't date Mr. Sinister I don't know I feel guys. like there's so don't many there's it. so many X-Men that I fucking would imagine I just I'm trying to think if there would be an X-Men who would do like the fucking like fish lips look and like kissy lips really close. But I can't, I can't think of any because I think all the X-Men are above that. Yeah, Honestly, they're all too cool. They really are. Like, like I well, cannot all, imagine like, that. So pretty much all of them would end up having like kind of nerdy profiles on some like, level. Maybe Pixie would do that. That's the closest I could think of, you know? Maybe. No, Warren would. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't actually. Think no, no, no. That. Okay, first of all, I just Warren would. It was funny. <laughs> Warren would. Okay, Warren first of all, the person would, would have like a thousand pictures of his mansion of himself. No, it would be so many pictures of him like sitting on his boat. Have you ever like looked at oh dudes' profiles? That's like, like rich like, guys. Okay. Like and they like start sitting on their fucking boats wearing polos yep. and like fucking like catching fish and then like drinking at a fancy bar and then it's like them at like some gala that's fucking warren yep. that's him and you're just like do i really want to date this pretentious douchebag and like, like in warren, the profile it's like he's like i just really like spending time on my boat drinking wine it's like fuck you I whatever think warren would also be on it like one of those exclusive rich people dating apps so that like normal people oh couldn't my even God. message him you know you're right you're right he would be like that and also i did figure out who would make the fucking kissy lips and i then i forgot oh no i remembered it fucking be gene let's be real it's gene <laughs> Oh my god! It's it's totally her, you know. Gene, oh Gene. Scott, Scott probably would not even have a profile. He'd be like, 
I don't have time for this. I need to like fucking focus. I can't imagine Cyclops with a dating profile. I can't. Like, I can barely imagine. Also, Jean like with somebody one. would be like, can you imagine like somebody looking at Scott's profile and be like, why is he wearing sunglasses in all of these pictures? Yeah. And also, why is he wearing a visor? What is with this dude? Like, yeah. I mean, you would wonder that about a lot. But also, this presupposes a world where mutants exist and are apparently on dating apps. So we're we're taking a lot of leaps here. Yeah, we are. Okay, I I. I could anyway, go down this path for several hours. <laughs> so let's move on to a different question. Um, first of all, this came from Instagram. Somebody messaged us there. Cool. And uh, I'm just going to read this. Um, and they write, have you all have you all ever seen the Generation X pilot? I'm watching it now. And who boy, your demon has more promise. It is a it is pretty freaking gay, though. Also surprisingly topical. The government is about to take Jubilee away from her parents because mutants don't have rights and resettle her into a camp. Look, all I'm saying is that they're in a good court. And Mondo is having a wordless competition with a football bro over who can <laughs> chug a milkshake the fastest. And if that's not how you pick up a guy, then what is? Um, and then that's not going to that's not going into how incredibly gay the villain is. And a lot of this is right, but I am going to say I fucking love that pilot and movie. Um, and I did respond to that person. I said, you know, what? all your their things, everything you said is valid. And I'm going to read this on the show. But I'm also going to say that I love the Generation X movie more than any of the X-Men films that come out uh, because it is still quintessentially the X-Men, which is just lost on all the Fox films where at least this generation an X film, which is bad was still the X-Men, <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's saying a We're lot about how, next, right? Like after, yeah, because, because I was like, I'm, I'm going to per- pull on us watching X-Men origins Wolverine for us lawn as possible so yeah we uh, can't deal give us a break yeah, so we're gonna, we need a break <laughs> we we are gonna do that now have you ever seen it Maddie? no i've never seen it we've had this conversation like on the show it's like there's okay so there's there are some good points here uh the villain is super gay he's kind of doing like a jim carrey ace ventura meets the mask kind of thing mm-hmm. um so you can kind of see like why he's a little gay but like it is topical it really is and it's like they do some dark shit in there um cool. but it's like i i don't know i feel like Demon and D2, our parody X-Men films are funny, but I do feel like this this movie did a good job at like establishing mutants in the real world, even though it's goofy as fuck and they whitewashed Jubilee and all that shit. Um, it's still good. It's still good. And Fanola Hughes as Emma Frost is like the Emma Frost we deserved in fucking first class and did not get. So I don't know. I'm just saying. All right. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't weigh in on this, but I will whenever we get to that. Finally. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It is coming. All right. Uh, one more email. Cool. Um, and they write, Hello, mutant agers. I started listening to your X-Men podcast after hearing about it while Maddie mentioned it in passing on Kotaku's podcast. I don't remember you doing that. Did you do that? Um, I did. Yeah, I said I had an X-Men podcast because I there was an episode where I talked about how I had watched X3 and that we'd oh, watched it on I, here. But okay, anyway, yeah, keep yeah. going. Uh, I love this podcast. I'm starting from the beginning and having and have already made it through episode 20. I'm averaging around just over one per day. And then there's like a bunch of confetti stuff, which is honestly pretty good it because is. it takes me. You're also going to run out pretty quickly if you keep I, up I love, one per day. I love podcasts, but I don't have a lot of time to listen to them. So when I go to listen to ours when Maddie edits it later, it takes me a couple days to get through it. So good for you. Um, <laughs> I, I just like, I just, it's just like, I don't have time to listen to podcasts in general. So not anymore. Anyway, uh, if you end up reading this, I won't hear it for about a month. I refuse to skip ahead. Even as a kid, I thought Professor X and Magneto had a thing. I think it was 12 when the show started. <laughs> now it all makes sense. I just wanted to say thank you for making the show. I've been enjoying hearing you also talk about what you hope happens with the release of Dark Phoenix. Just came out a little fi- and it's fizzled. 
New Mutants pushed back to 2020 and the acquisition of Fox properties by Disney. Your predictions are fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to get caught up. Now listening to episode 21. See you next time. It's so funny that they're listening back to those old episodes where we did talk about all of those exact things. Like, yeah, I mean, ago, I like do like that. They're, ago. First of all, I'm really thankful that we have a lot of new listeners. Yeah, and this, it's awesome. Th- it, welcome 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 and i do want to say the community has been growing uh pretty rapidly because if you go back and watch listen to some of the other podcasts or look at the numbers it's like it's like the older ones have more hits because people are going back to the beginning and listening to it all the way through and that's really cool like i never thought that we'd create like an x-men based podcast that would ever be the successful so like i'm or really thankful gay, to right no i'm just kidding. Or, yeah i know i mean when we first started it like we came up with our segment stuff and yeah, i was like we, this is what i want to do we didn't really th- i didn't really think that was going to be the theme of the show i just thought we were going to talk about the X-Men i don't know why we politics, didn't think that but then it became an incredibly gay show so well you know there whatever. are two gay hosts on the show so that fucking happens <laughs> Um, but I'm thankful to our listeners because it honestly, like if Maddie, I'm sure Maddie and I would have created this show and kept doing it anyway. Cause like that, yeah, that's the kind of shit we, that we, we do. We did that. We had Insomniacs in the morning for ages and we had Okay, but turns out listeners. like a bunch of people listened to that and didn't tell it us until the end. It so. wasn't as many. I mean, I love that show and we were happy to do it every week despite not having yeah. a particularly large following, but this show, you know, there's there's some new people who didn't, who aren't just super fans of that. So that's been nice. It's been cool. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. And I just want to say thank you to our listeners. And like, you know, it's, it's just, it's touching to me because this is like, I've, I've canceled a lot of passion projects in my lifetime and like very recently too, but this is like what I'm sticking with because I love doing it with you, Maddie. And I love that our listeners are always so supportive and like, like contacting well, us and wanted more so it's like don't really need to great worry about us canceling this because ryan and i have been doing stupid projects together for literally yep. our entire lives and that is i mean this is the direct follow-up to insomniacs in the morning and insomniacs in the morning was itself like a follow-up to everything else we've ever done like there's never not i mean that's it's just like we move from one thing to another i've been working on a project together so anyone who's even remotely worried about that doesn't need to because if there is one constant in life it's me and ryan making some dumb shit and on that note i think it's time for plugs right right so i'm gonna leap ahead and say that you know if you're listening to the show thank you yes. uh keep on listening to the show but there's other things you can consume that are related to this you can go to our youtube channel which is the mutant ages in which we post a bunch of different things we post uh let's kind of like video let's plays right now we're, we're making our way through all the x-men video games we do like sort of parody videos like gene and scott try to make x you know christmas cookies uh sometimes i'll line up some of the episode tracks of the podcast and just put it to the show so it's just our voiceovers with it mm-hmm. um you know sometimes we have like other things like i created like the final fantasy 8 x-men 3 parody and put that up there yeah it's but also there's some channel. other stuff up there you can like go and look at uh, our parody x-men films that we made as kids and we reacted to those and did a couple of those and if you like this podcast you know um you could try i don't know how you can even search it but on soundcloud we did do a reading of like a <laughs> shitty script that i read because we it's on our channel really we read, hard to find we should probably like yeah. find a better place to link i think it should, we should put it in, like, yeah we should link it in these show notes even um but you can go listen to that we re- reread this old horrible script when i was 16 because maddie and i like doing that kind of stuff and uh it's just like if you're looking for more podcast material you can do that and you can also like tune into warcraft valley too although we kind of have like fallen off the 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 yeah, cliff Ryan's with that one very busy now <laughs> seemingly so, but well it's a, it's just also hard hard for Katie and I to line up our schedules but we'll come back to it it's not over so those are just some other things you could do 
that uh, that are that exist ages related. and are awesome. Yes. And if you want to support that stuff, we actually also have a Patreon, which has like cool Patreon only content, like bonus episodes about Marvel movies, Fox property movies, and various other things. And it's yeah, if you can afford to kick us a buck or or more than that, we super appreciate it. And it helps making it helps us make the show and support the show. And we also have an email address, themutantages at gmail.com, where we'll read your mail, obviously. And we have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The Mutant Ages is our Twitter. We're individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers. I'm at Ryan Pagella. And you should go follow us on Facebook as well because Facebook needs some love. Yeah. And Please leave us a review on whatever you listen to this to on. So like if you want to, if you can't well, like leave an a review iTunes and if you just want to give us like a star rating. Yeah, that, that helps our visibility and increases us so other people can listen to our show and tell your friends about the show. If you like the X-Men or Marvel Comics or if you have something that's like because people are always asking me, they're like, where should we start with the X-Men? Um, I always go watch the animated series because it covers like all the major plot, plot lines up to the 90s anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that gets you a good introduction to a lot of these characters. And then you can tell them to listen to our show. So yeah, uh, there's that. Or if you're talking to somebody about how great X-Men, the animated series was, and that person is like, I wish I could re-experience that show without actually watching it. You could recommend this show. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I, as I, I was either. saying it, I was like, this is a hyper-specific like, example that's not going to happen. Maddie, but just I'm use your time travel powers and go back and like, <laughs> don't say it. Okay. Time, <laughs> and everyone's going to talk in slow-mo and be like, no! Electronic fuse. Okay, that is hilarious, by the way. The fact that that was the thing they decide to slow Ryan, down and I say have an important announcement time travel is real okay oh my god we'll did see bishop you show up and tell you next time see you next time everyone the mutant-